Hello, and welcome to another Church Mission Society podcast. We try and bring together stories from people across the globe who are involved in God's mission so that you can pray, learn, and participate in mission too. To discover more stories, visit churchmissionsociety.org. So this is Jeremy. I'm here with Sarah Clark, who leads the undergraduate program um, on our pioneer mission leadership training here at Church Mission Society. And we're here just to talk about some of the latest developments in the program. Um, Sarah, one of those is the community development module, which we've recently run, I think, for the very first time. Community development is a phrase to me that I often associate with aid work overseas, um, things like that. What does it mean in our context here in the UK? Yeah, I do think you're right. It is one we tend to think of as being uh, more missional or overseas. Um, But it's increasingly becoming um, a popular job position actually in the UK, uh, sometimes known as community development or uh, community animator or community engagement. And uh, so this course is primarily looking at how do we do that type of job uh, within a missional lens in the UK. Okay, and what was it that really made made us here uh, on the Pioneer Training decide to include this as a module? Well, I think there's a number of factors. Uh, one, we are um, we are very linked with a community theologian um, and her work was looking at how do you engage on a missional front uh, when kind of evangelism of just going out and uh, kind of felt as if there was a disjointed um, part to how do you think about people sitting in community that don't come to church, how do you engage with them? Um, and also, I think given uh, the kind of political changes, given a lot of the um, global changes that are going on that kind of impact us here on our doorstep, we're becoming much more fragmented in community. So I think even the kind of common response amongst our nation is to start working out how do we do community. And so, of course, that's something that comes onto our radar because we're constantly working with people in community. And how did you go about it? What format does this module take? Because I think it's just not typical um, coming into a classroom having some teaching. No, no. So this one was very much more in context and in situation. Uh, We did do it as a residential module um, from the Monday to Friday. Uh, Probably next time, one of the learnings is that for next time, we will run it uh, over a slightly longer period of time to be able to reflect on the process. Uh, But what we did this year is the community theologian that I spoke of was the one who taught the module, uh, Dr. Anna Ruddock, who works specifically with a charity called Livability that does lots of how do you do theology on the ground uh, in communities. And so we went to work um, with a live a community engagement project in Stoke-on-Trent and they're also the, the group that we went to work with primarily is also um, got about four or five different community engagers that also are in their orbits and part of their community so we visited six different sites in total. Wow so tell us a bit more what were some of the highlights for you that time? Well it was really interesting I think because uh 
you hear about what does it mean to walk into a community who's in your environment, who's in your neighbourhood. And uh, we got to see firsthand kind of all the different relationships, the different strands, the ways in which buildings were used, the ways in which um, buildings either aided or didn't aid community, kind of the ebbs and flows, the difficulties um, of what it really means to do community on the land. But out of the six projects that we went to see, uh, five of them were engaging in art and practices of art in how to bring people of all different diverse understandings. So I think one of the key learnings of the course for me was that how do you create, how do you affirm um, all the different people in your neighbourhood, knowing that they have different views and different understandings, different backgrounds to you. And art seemed to be this kind of almost a... um, I didn't seem to have an agenda politically or otherwise um, and it was a space that everybody could come into so it was a really interesting thing for me to see that art was kind of core to all of these different communities hmm. I wonder, Is there a concrete um, example you can give, paint a bit of a picture of one of these projects? Yeah, so one of the projects we took we went to worked specifically with women and it was women that had either been involved in some sort of uh, trafficking or uh, they were refugees or in some way they had experienced re- uh, oppression uh, emotionally, physically, sexually and there was a space that was actually owned by um, a local organisation that uh, a non-Christian organisation that does art throughout Stoke-on-Trent and these people used it for workshops and the women would come in and kind of draw or do pottery or plaster work where they could kind of get an opportunity to tell their story but they weren't being forced in any way or what that looked like they were kind of in charge of, of doing this art that told their own story and then it was uh, displayed on the wall so there was a kind of a affirming this is where you've come from, affirming that your story and your experience meant something and and there was nobody telling them what they should or shouldn't be or how they should or shouldn't believe or think about their own lives. It was just their experience was kind of validated. Mm-hmm. Um, how were our students, how did they find uh, the experience um, what were some of their uh, reactions? I think chiefly it was really affirmative for all of them that they were kind of, I think because there's so much diversity in community right now and because community is such a new community engagement is a relatively, I mean, it's been going for quite a long time, but it's only been in recent times that we've started taking notice of it and trying to reflect on it. People often do things intuitively, but it often requires a kind of experimental element to it. So you're never quite sure. And I think even... Even if that has been your job and that's kind of how you do your work, even our national pulse right now, nobody quite knows what's going on. Our government doesn't know what's going on, uh, services, all sorts of things. There's lots of change. The church is, is unsure about what's going on. And so I think for them to kind of be affirmed that it was okay to experiment and this is what some of those experiments look like when they fail because we heard about the failures that went on, inevitable failures that go on in community engagement as well as the good things. So I think it was really, really affirmative for them. They did learn new theology, new frameworks and got some theory and some kind of um, justification behind what they were doing which and some new things to think about. So I think it was a really positive experience for all of them. Fantastic. And it, and is there a takeaway from that, I wonder, for just like your average Joe uh, Christian, as it were, who might not be a, a community activist, might not be a pioneer missionary, yeah. but is nevertheless 
wanting to be a positive, make a positive impact in their community. Yeah, I think the again another one of the kind of key learnings for me was it's just about relationship and that kind of mutuality of care for one another. And one of the key kind of things that um, Anna puts across is that. Often in evangelism, we kind of speak to people in a way that actually their only agency is to be saved. And we kind of have goals on how many people to get saved. And even if it's not explicit, it's often you think, ah, as a Christian, I've got to go out and keep keep saving people. I have to make sure people become Christians. But kind of she offered a, in a community engagement the, the lens that is everybody is made in the image of God. And we all have something to bring to community. They, you might have knowledge of the Bible, knowledge of theology. Uh, another person in a community that doesn't know God may have um, cooking or activist or whatever they have. But actually, when we start looking at people not as as heathens that need to be saved, um, I'm not suggesting we always do that. But I think that that's often a common held belief even if it's in the background in in western christianity but if if we start looking at people as equal made in the image of god something to bring then kind of what does incarnational ministry look like after that well i'm kind of emptying out my right to be god in this situation and just coming alongside somebody and getting to know them and we can all do that Uh, we all work in environments and have to meet other people that aren't like us so it's just the opportunity to you know where are the opportunities? Do you chat to people at the bus stop? Do you chat to people in the um, local shop? Do you? How do we engage with people and actually to start having more confidence in saying hello and finding out about people and asking questions and learning about who they are without an agenda that of, of trying to save them? Amazing. So, uh, Tess, um, what other sort of developments, interesting possibilities are on the horizon for? the uh training at cms yeah well that's a a a good segue into the module that we're currently teaching which is on creative arts and theology and we're looking at art as a kind of legitimate um carrier of truth of theological truth and how do we use art in mission uh what are some of the things we need to think through so uh we're currently doing a three um day session looking at some of the kind of philosophical and theological underpinnings of art and theology in western uh, christianity and we're also doing some workshops about how does that actually land and uh, we're getting the opportunity to go and spend a day at a church that use art for pastoral care art for healing art for um dialogue and communication art for having difficult conversations art for translating of uh biblical texts so uh, it's yeah it's a kind of a really good follow-on course from this community development module Great. Well, perhaps we can talk again and dig into some more of that on, uh, on another occasion. Um, how do people get in touch? Can anybody do one of these modules? What's the score? Yes, yeah, so anybody can come in. In fact, we did on in, in all our modules so far uh, on this level six. So they're they're kind of academically um, at the level of the last year of a degree Um but anybody can come in and do the module as an audit student. In fact, every single level six, we did one on chaplaincy. We've just had this one on community development and we've got one on art. Uh, we've got one coming up on um, creation, care, environment and justice. And anybody can come in and do one of those modules uh, and they just need to go on to the Pioneer Leadership 
um, tab of the uh, CMS website or they can ring us up and speak to our administrator, Helen Harwood, or, or phone up and speak to myself. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Church Mission Society. For more material, go to churchmissionsociety.org forward slash resources.